Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag. And I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right? I mean, no, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show Hey, listener, Zach Harper here, Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports, also fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre... They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. Yeah. That just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming it's like <laughs> follow us for free on apple podcasts and all major podcast platforms for more information go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our instagram or tiktok at chinwagpod or on twitter at chinwag underscore pod Cinephobe top five CT5, right? Yeah. I'm not on board with this CT5 thing. You could say Cinephobe top five. I'll co sign CT5. Yeah, I don't think we have a choice, Mace. Like, this is CT5. We're, <laughs> we're getting acronym rape. You just keep saying it over and over again. This is the fetch of this podcast. <laughs> you haven't come up with a good enough facsimile. So, this is it, man. I think top five is plenty short enough. You made it CT5. No, but we do have Cinephobe Top 5, you know? Well, that's a given. CT5. It's the podcast called Cinephobe. Because there might be a podcast out there called Top 5. There's a movie called Top 5, so we have to say C- Cinephobe Top 5. And then it's hey, just... Say CT5. You got to say it. <laughs> He's about to say it. <laughs> he was compelled to say it. This idea is just straight up bad. That algorithm is busted. It's among the worst ideas I've ever heard. Top 5, easy. Welcome to Cinephobe Top 5. CT5? Sure. A bonus episode that we're test driving here. Part of Cinephobe, which is part of the Meadowlark Media, which is part of being top of the lark that's right this is going to be lark adjacent at the top when you climb to the top of a mountain then you plant the flag mm-hmm. guess what the highest point is now the top of that flag Ooh. cinephobe is the flag ct5 sits atop of that flag cinephobe top five yeah ct5 yeah. top of the top of the lark top of the top of the lark tippity top tippity top itty bitty jeans <laughs> Chicken spaghetti and chickalinis. <laughs> I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Amin El Hassan. We got Anthony Mays. And this is a show in which we are going to give 
top fives. That's right. It's kind of metal larky, right? Metal larkish. Giving out top five lists. And this week, we're doing worst dancers in cinephobe history. Now, I have long maintained that I've kept the definitive list for this. It's in a spreadsheet. We've been tracking it since I think Steve Getnitberg for Teen Witch. I think the beginning was Sam Jackson. Oh, yeah. Sam Jackson came on and Zach said, He's a terrible dancer. I said, wait a second. Like that was that wasn't long enough of a clip to figure that out. Right. He was kind of in character. Maybe that's the character, or whatever. Not long thereafter, we had another movie with a dancer. And I said, All right, let's do it. Rank the dancers. Mm-hmm. And then as we got more and more bad dancers, it turned into rank the bad dancers. But what are we doing here today? What's the top five we're doing here today? Top five worst dancers in Cinephobe history. <laughs> This is the format of this new show. Each one of us will have our own rankings. We'll debate them. We'll rip them apart. So if you're thinking to yourself, I know Zach's top five worst dancers. I hear the pod all the time. Well, you never heard mine and you never heard May's, so stay tuned. And maybe mine have changed. That's true. Huh? Think about that. Maybe as I've sat down and done my research for this, maybe I've changed my rankings. Maybe I've updated them. We're going to find out. All right, guys, how do we want to start this off? We've got OLIs, right? I'm trying to keep my OLIs low. I have one OLI. I mean, how many OLIs do you have? I, too, have one OLI. Zach, how many OLIs do you have? Ten. I had a feeling. (laughs) Jesus. All right, well, let's sit back and (laughs) let nature take its course. So it's a top five. (laughs) Top five, but I got ten OLIs. So you have 15 names on your list. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm glad we're already sticking to the format. Yeah, that's a great start. Well, you didn't say, no one told me how many OLIs. Now I got to cut down OLIs? Maybe keep that in mind going forward. But why Ah. don't you just rip them all off real quick like a Band-Aid? I'll go through it. Okay. First OLI, Steve Gettenberg, Teen Witch. He's a good dancer. Worse? I thought he was a good one. What What are you doing? Right. He's the last one I've got, but he's still OLI. Still in the the game. Jesus. All right. Second OLI, Michael Challenger. I guess that's number 14. Number 15. Brendan Fraser. What? Link. Encino Man. Number 12? I'm more, what? Where am I? Number 12? I'm already confused. Sam Jackson. Reverend Sultan. Great White Hype. Okay, so he's just going to read this section of the spreadsheet. So I think you could just jump to your yeah. fucking top <laughs> OLI. That could be your OLI. Number 11. Let me guess. Person from Bangkok Dangerous. Yes. <laughs> Unknown person. Question mark, question mark. Playing the role of number, question mark, question mark. <laughs> number nine. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. Sister Act 2. You see what he did there? He zagged. Number eight. He zagged, ladies and gentlemen. Al Pacino. (laughs) Huge zag. Walter. Massive zag. Number seven, Stifler. I actually think I counted these wrong. No, I got it right. Well, yeah, I counted these wrong. I had 16. Stifler as Chester in Dude, Where's My Car? Next OLI, the hula bobblehead from the Ice Road. And then... Guys, what's your what's your OLI? Are you done with OLIs? I got one more. So give your last one. Yeah, just let's. <laughs> okay, Ben Affleck, two hundred cigarettes as the bartender. <laughs> there you go. So that's your actual OLI. Well, they all are. Okay, and as we are building this plane in the sky to steal a Dan term, I think it's important that we have no exposition behind the OLIs, right? Yeah, because we can't. And I don't know, maybe maybe we communicate and figure out how many OLIs because I thought we were. Maybe I'll make sure this whole thing. Why would you go 15 deep? I mean, that's just- it's because the work was already done for him. I mean, oh. he didn't have to do any actual work this ah. time. Well, no, he did rearrange ah. question mark, question mark with Al Pacino. <laughs> he moved one person up. <laughs> All right. I mean, what's your OLI? My OLI. Mike Dexter from Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> 
Wow. Didn't make the top five. Because he had like Maze? the. Oh, yeah, I guess it's OLI. Yeah, it's OLI. Come on. Come on. Come on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on. Let's speed this up. Let's keep this succinct. My OLI is Jimmy Fallon dancing in the car in taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was in the car. All right. My number five, Sean Wayans as Ashtray in Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a new one. Timeline got fucked up. Granted, some of this is expectation. You know, because I thought Sean Wayans could, could move a little bit from his days on In Living Color. Expectation. That's an interesting word. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I feel like I've seen him dance well before on In Living Color. Or scary movie movies, you know. Are you sure it was him? <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> the colored fella. But it's not a lot. You know, it's kind of in that Sam Jackson mold of like, it wasn't a lot at the cookout in the backyard. But what I saw. It wasn't. <laughs> goodness, Sean. That's not dancing. Now, is there any part of this where you can say this is the character he was playing? I'm open to it. That's a big question on this top five is, is it the character's bad dancing? Is he ass off in bad dancing? I guess is my question. No, because there was nothing in the movie that would allude to he doesn't know how to dance. So I think this was him maybe playing around, maybe just having some fun, maybe just trying some things out, but it didn't look good. And so, Sean Wayans, that's my number five as Ashtray and Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> Amin, what's your number five? Well, even as I am forever going to be poking and prodding at your list, Zach, and your <laughs> list, Maze, I got to admit, I had the same number five. Same note, too, bro. Okay, what's the reason? I got to get my tools. Same note, too. <laughs> the reason is pretty much what you said. I don't believe... <laughs> I don't believe it. I believe he was actually dancing. Oh, sure. You can say it. Of course I could say it. Oh. I did not have an expectation that he could dance because I am not a racist. What? Whoa. Where did that come from? It came from your answer. That's where it came from, you racist fuck. No, I mean, you are. What? What? Many of the movies that we've done on Cinephobe I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And the dancing never stood out to me until, like, watching it with a more critical eye. Like, what the hell are they doing? This was one where it's like, oh, yeah. All my life, since the first time I saw that movie, that stupid look on his face, and he turns. It's always stood out to me as terrible dancing. Yeah. Sean Wayans is my number five. <laughs> Maze, what's your number five? It's going to be Harry Styles as Jack and Don't oh, Worry, Darling. Wow. <laughs> Off the board. It's not as bad as him trying to cook, and it's not necessarily the worst dancing. I thought he killed it. Are you saying him on the stage where he's going wild? Spin faster, spin faster. Look at the boy dance. That's writing. That's writing, right? <laughs> it's baffling as to why he's dancing to celebrate his promotion. Why he's dancing for so long, I counted it. It's a full two minutes of him up there strutting his stuff, and I cannot figure out what the big spins are for. He does these big looping airplane spins and Chris Pine's enthusiasm only makes it more bizarre. Wow. Doesn't that make you believe? It kind of did. Chris Pine made me believe it a lot in that movie. Wow. I love the way he twirled. You can love it. Like I said, it's not necessarily bad dancing. Yeah, that's where I push back. That one I'm a lot less clear on, whether that's, him uh-huh or he's just acting his ass off he's a performer you know well i mean well we're gonna see as this uh -oh. list goes on there are many uh -oh. performers oh. who don't necessarily oh. oh wow harry styles i did not see that coming 
Wanted to flip it up on you boys. Go off this pre-planned list oh, that no. Zach made. Oh, that is the whoa. theoretical dance bible of this podcast. I'm off the list too. I don't know about you guys, but I'm off the list too. Not everyone name on my list is on the list. Mm. Zach, back to you for your number four worst dancer. There is an expectation that it's going to be bad with this one, and it was even worse than I thought. And it's dancing in a car. It's Jimmy Fallon as Andy Washburn in Taxi. <laughs> You guys are really... I don't understand what he's doing there. I love to dance in the car. Driving down the road, driving down, you know, Ventura, driving down the freeway, the highway, whatever, music going. I'm in, man. I'm bobbing and weaving. I'm trying to pull this up. I don't remember. It's very short. It's very short. But I thought that it fit into his manic persona in the movie. So I thought it was perfectly in line with the character. You think that's a manic persona just in the movie? Even more manic than Jimmy Fallon in real life, yes. Wow, okay. It's really bad. It made me uncomfortable. And that's with the expectation. I wouldn't think that he can dance. Like, I know he likes to sing and lip sync and perform and all that stuff, but I don't picture him going out there and, like, doing the Charleston, you know? That's your measure? (laughs) For him, it would be. If you said, what's the one dance you think Jimmy Fallon could attempt? I would be Charleston, clearly, right off the top. I mean, what's your number four? I'm going off the board. Sylvester Stallone and Rhinestone. <laughs> when does he dance? When he's performing. Budweiser. Uh, how's the song go? Drinkenstein? Yeah, Drinkenstein, yeah. Budweiser? When he's performing Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser, you created a monster. And it called him Drinkenstein. Stallone has tried to <laughs> dance several times. Yeah, you just saw it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> He's a triple threat. His fucking outfit <laughs> and the look on his face. <laughs> See, Stallone has this thing about him where I think he thinks he can dance. That's why, like. This one's an easy. Like pick. he thinks he's on beat. Yeah. Yes, and I've seen him do it in Rocky, like the part where Apollo is trying to train him mm-hmm. in Rocky Three. Man, this is not fair. He's just bouncing up and down so you're saying it's not a full dance i guess this is how i would expect stallone to dance he does do a little more ridiculous stage presence in the final number too when he's wearing the denim 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 when they're back at the rhinestone club in new york i don't know how i feel about that but i guess it's technically dancing you just watched it and cackled <laughs> like, you, you're like that he's getting it <laughs> I think it's a good pick, I mean. Thank you. Maze, what's your, what's your number four? From Cats, none other than James Corden as Buster for oh. Jones. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. Hold on. I think to a degree he's leaning into being bad because I've seen James Corden be more nimble yeah he does have rhythm 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 but Bustafer is so lazy he's shuffling through this thing so half-heartedly barely going through the motions it's Bustafer Jones no man this is tough you know he's doing all right he's a bigger guy he's twirling yeah this isn't so good Is it because the rest of the dancing in the movie is so good? I went back to Cats to do some research, and it was between him and Taylor Swift. And so I went with James Corden. Man, I didn't even consider Cats. I feel like choreographed stuff like that is tough, you know? Well, a lot of the ones on the list are dancing for 10 seconds or less. Yeah. 
So I wanted to try to find some people. That's like five minutes, right? Well, he has a whole number. He has a whole song. Yeah. Hello, listener. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that we at Cinephobe love our pets. Zach and Boogie are inseparable. I've got two cats and a dog. And Amin is giving his best ass on performance to convince dog owners that he loves their pet. Hey, Noodle. Hey, boy. How you doing? And Noodle's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Which is why today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. For many pet parents, summer is all about making travel plans like adventuring through the national parks, visiting pet-friendly beaches, or road tripping across the country. Wherever your journeys take you and your furry friend, you can help protect them along the way with the plan from ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are, because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim, and you'll receive reimbursement for your eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash dings. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Zach, back to you for number three. There are two childhood friends of mine that come to mind who dance like this. And I've seen it time and time again. And I've hated it every time they've done it. And it is the exact mirror image of Peter Facinelli. From Can't Hardly Wait, who is Mike Dexter? (laughs) With the elbows kind of in and like this weird shoulder movement. His hips are not moving as his legs move, which I don't even think is physically possible. And he's trying to like dance up and be very sly or whatever. But I have two friends that I grew up with. I'll just say it. It was Andrew and Nick. You grew up on Big Mouth? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) They dance like this. And it's always bothered me. And I'm not saying I can dance. I'm like a four or five out of ten, right? But I hate how stiff it is <laughs> to me it would ruin an entire party if i saw someone dancing like that what yeah it would ruin an entire party <laughs> it's all i would think about the rest of the night is just how uncomfortable and awkward that is so yeah mike dexter is my number three i don't know how he could not be top three for everybody really you really got something against mike dexter don't you terrible dancer it is him trying to look casual that's the funniest part of it. Mm-hmm. He thinks that he can, oh, I'll just do this casually mm-hmm. and tap my boys on the shoulder to tell them to dump their girlfriends. How is his upper body so stiff? Stiffler. <laughs> that's, that's a different white. <laughs> I mean, what's your number three? My number three might be the most controversial pick on all the lists, by the way. <gasps> oh. Because this person dances with a lot of confidence. Guess what? Dancing with confidence is half the battle, right? Mm-hmm. But there are limits to it. When your confidence 
overwhelms your actual ability, it becomes ridiculous. It's kind of like watching Jordan Poole in his worst moments, like that. Mm, Dylan Brooks. My number three. Yes, Dylan Brooks is a great comp. My number three, Vince Vaughn and Fred Claus. (laughs) Because he swears he can dance. For someone who loves Vince Vaughn. And loves Fred Claus. And celebrates 95% of what he does, that 5% you hate, you hate that he likes to dance. I hate that he thinks that he can dance. Not that he likes to dance. Wait, is this based on... Wedding Crashers. His line in Wedding Crashers where he's like, I'm a phenomenal dancer. Yeah. Not only that, it's like he blames it on his dancing. Yeah, he was dancing too hot. Damn it. What What after was showing off? (laughs) Where I will defend him in Fred Claus, he is dancing with people who are shrunken down by a CGI. I don't know if that's fair. No, man. Look, let me tell you, he dances the same way. It's a very wedding dancer. I'm not just because he's in Wedding Crashers, but if you've been to weddings... It's always an older white guy, not an old white guy, but an older white guy. Mm-hmm. Talking 50s. Yeah, like Cool in the Gang was his favorite band back in mm-hmm. the day or whatever. Yeah. So he's trying to show like, yeah, like I'm free with myself. But also you can tell they haven't danced in places with great amounts of black people. Mm. Because that confidence, it only comes from having danced around white people who are feeling too awkward to dance. And so they come out to the dance floor. like, wow, that guy's free. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. So Lee Ellis, formerly of No Dunks, formerly of The Starters, formerly of Basketball Jones, he says that 90% of dancing is in the face. (laughs) 90? That's too much. (laughs) Yeah. That's too high. I believe that's what he says. 92%, yo. (laughs) 92%, yo. And I feel like Vince Vaughn is definitely a face dancer. He definitely makes a lot of faces Mm -hmm. and thinks that's good. I'm sure if Vince Vaughn heard what Lee said, he'd be like, yeah, this guy gets it. This is 100%. A two America situation. I think it's interesting that you have Vince Vaughn over Stallone here. I would flip flop those two. It's sample size. And what's each one trying to do here, right? Yes. Equal levels of confidence, though, and self-belief. Yes. Stallone definitely thinks of himself as a great dancer as well. It's just a sample size in this case. Like, he didn't have as much opportunity. Yeah. Whereas Vince Vaughn, because I'm sure he demands it in every movie, says, you got to let me dance out here. You got to let the pony prance or some shit like that. (laughs) All right, Maze, what is your number three? We're going to Tango and Cash. <gasps> Terry Hatcher as Kiki Tango. <laughs> she comes out on stage for her big number. They have to keep a motorcycle? using <laughs> they have to keep using a dance double because she couldn't hack it in the wide shots. No. She's not good at her close-ups. And then she just goes to the drums and she's doing that weird drumming performance. I forgot about the drums. She's out of control. <laughs> Wait, there are drums in that scene? Yeah, she just goes over to two drums. Are the drums on the motorcycle? I think it was an electronic kit. It's bizarre. I don't remember the drums at all. And Kurt Russell could not be more interested in I it. Mean, he's ready to bang. He's amazed. Yeah, it's... <laughs> The wide shots are rough. Because if you use a dance double in other movies, it's usually because someone's physically incapable of dancing. The grandma and <laughs> don't be a menace. <laughs> yeah, I tried to not <laughs> explicitly mention that. Super yes. that yeah. <laughs> Top five dancers. <laughs> in this case, there's no good reason why she shouldn't be able to dance unless yeah. she was so bad that they're like, let's get a dance double in there. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Wow, Terry Hatcher. Wow, you guys brought it here. That's because we're not going off the... 
with the spreadsheet. Well, I'm not going B for B. Zach, what's your number two? I wonder if I can figure it out. You can click on that link I just sent you guys in the chat. <laughs> why is it, yo, why, why would they title it this? <laughs> the title is Elizabeth Berkeley's Cool Dance in Nightclub Showgirls 1995. It's Nomi Malone. Nomi Malone. <laughs> name by the way that is so lazy as writing but know me malone better or worse than penny slot oh, penny slot's a great name oh, penny's from heaven penny's from- <laughs> when's that coming out when's it coming out it's, it's out. out oh it's already out it's been out for 20 years future cinephobe <laughs> Nomi is supposed to be a professional dancer look i think showgirl dancing is different than just straight up dancing right it's more choreographed and presentation and everything but as she is trying to dance in this club, there are a lot of like D Reynolds elements to it. <laughs> I can't tell if she's trying to swim in air. I don't know where the top half of her body is supposed to go when I'm watching the bottom half. It is some of the most confusing dancing. And this isn't fair to bring this into the mix, but when you couple it with the idea of how they had sex in the water, in the pool with her writhing around like that. Oh man. Yeah. I don't understand how Nomi's body moves. Elizabeth Berkeley, like she did dancing on Saved by the Bell. She's, I guess, one of those actors who's supposed to be able to dance, like a Mario Lopez. She's a white dancer, man. All right. White people look at her and say, wow, she could dance. No, because I'm white and I'm looking at her and, and I'm not thinking that. You know what? The guy who's got a problem with pussy is not doing great either. I might need to update this list. <laughs> Just as an aside, I found my notes from Rocky Four, and I wrote Carl Weathers' best dancer instead of Pope. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Spoiler alert! Yeah, hold on. That's another CT5 for another day. Spoiler alert. Number one, Steve Gettenberg. <laughs> 15th OLI, the worst. <laughs> Number one in the best. 15th OLI that I think ended up being a 16th OLI because I miscounted. Yeah. But Nomi Malone, Showgirls, Elizabeth Berkeley. Like, I just do not understand what's happening in this scene. I mean, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is Elizabeth Berkeley, Zach, because <laughs> she looks like she's a threat to human civilization right there. The way she dances, I've danced with women like this before. Mm. And every time it was just like, yo, I don't want to get hurt. I feel like I'm going to get hurt here. You feel like you're dancing with Mac. Elbows flying. No, Mac, at least it's like a metronome. I know where the elbows are going. I know how he's throwing his elbows up. This is like, it's like Elaine Bennis, right? Mm -hmm. It could be anywhere. It could be at any time. And the head roll and the hair flipping and then an errant kick and then an elbow. The scene in the pool in particular. Mm -hmm. This this is But that's fucking. Hold on, that's fucking. But that's not fucking. (laughs) She's just attacking him. <laughs> She's attacking him with her vagina. Is it with her vagina? There's an out of context to the phone for you. There's a freebie right there. Maze, what is your number two? Number two, we're going Ben Affleck, the bartender from 200 Cigarettes. <laughs> it's very Mike Dexter-ish. It's only five seconds. Very uncomfortable. He does a head bob. He does a little snapping thing. He does a little side to side thing. It's awful. And it gets pumped up because Courtney Love is staring at him dreamily like this is the hottest dude yes. in town. Look at him. He's got it. And this is the moves that they cut to. And Ben Affleck try to look aloof and cool. It's terrible. 
He's awful. It makes me wonder if there was music playing when they shot it no. or if they're just like, hey, we're going to add it in post. Just think of a song in your head and like kind of dance to it. I don't think he's dancing to music. I think this is his looking cool dance. Yeah, he's just strutting, man. Zach, what is your number one worst dancer in Cinephobe history? Joyful, joyful. It's Lauren Hill. It has been Lauren Hill since we did Sister Act 2. <sighs> Look, she is a world-class performer. Song, dance, all kinds of music. She's incredible. And yet, in Sister Act 2, now maybe this is supposed to be character who's a little shy, a little unsure of herself, a little unsure of life. She's being held back. But there is a point where she is bobbing up and down like she's singing Drinkenstein on stage for the finale of the California Scholastic Music Competition, whatever the hell that was. It has been unsettling to me. It's been in my head since the first time I watched this movie. I remember the Joyful Joyful performance. It's always stuck with me. And especially her part, because I remember even thinking back then, oh, I thought Lauren Hill was a musician who had rhythm. You can't really be a musician without rhythm. I mean, where's your harmonica? <laughs> oh, it's in Miami. You left it in Miami? Yeah. Oh, no. The tracking device. He slipped it onto Tony Tony to see what Tony's up to. Yeah, where's Tony going next? <laughs> but she's also moving like D. Reynolds. She moves more like D. Reynolds than Nomi does, and it is inflatable arm-flailing tube guy. That is what's going on. I could not disagree more, Zach. I'm watching it right now. It's not as bad as you made it out to be. I also watched this again, and because everybody is also dancing and none of them are really that good, it just seems like a bad group dance. 220 Mark is a perfect representation of everything I'm talking about. What is that move? What is that? That's sliced alone, baby. That's what that is. Everybody else is doing it. Just doing the same dance. They're all bad, but she's the only professional musician on stage. You don't know that. I know the dude from City High is in this movie. Shut the fuck up. Oh, the dude from City High is in this movie. He's a professional singer. She's Lauren Hill. So what? <laughs> nah, man. Zach, this is racist by you. What are you talking about racist by me? This was the easiest one to get up off the list man this was like all right whatever she's fine she's not terrible there's way worse dancers it's the worst dancing i've ever seen really jennifer love hewitt is in this movie by the way i don't know if you remember that i do remember that and she danced terrible too she's one of my little eyes she was right before al pacino you might remember not on the spreadsheet <laughs> i mean i mean what's your number one who's the worst dancer in cinephobe history it's ben affleck man wow <laughs> 200 cigarettes? That one's lived with me since I saw it. What a twist. You're the racist. What? How could I be racist? I picked some of my favorite people. What? Sean Wayans. File. Okay. Jimmy Fallon. Peter Facinelli. Elizabeth Berkeley. White. 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 Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm not talking because he's black, you racist fuck. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you. Sean Wayans. Filed that movie. Stallone. Rhinestone. Filed that movie. Vince Vaughn, Fred Claus, filed that movie. Not sure about this logic, but okay. I filed all these movies. Elizabeth Berkeley, Showgirls, filed that movie. Ben Affleck, 200 Cigarettes, filed that movie. He's the worst. Open and shut case, Johnson. This is a, you white, you Ben Affleck. You white, you can't nah, dance. Just, That's what this is. Amit has talked man. about white people dancing every chance he gets on this podcast. They're terrible dancers. What am I supposed to say? Wow, be, they. Adam is number two. Channing Tatum would like a word. Where was Ben Affleck on your list, Zach? He was the number one OLI, a.k.a. the only OLI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was number five until Sean Wayans got on the scene. 
So you thought Ben Affleck was a better dancer than Sean Wayans? It's even shorter than Sean Wayans dancing, I believe. You thought in that short amount of time that was worse than Sean Wayans? Five seconds, man. It's five seconds of dancing versus Lauren Hill is on stage a while and not in rhythm once. You're out of your mind. Bobbing up and down like Drinkenstein. Maze, what is your worst dancer in Cinephobe history? This is no contest. I can't believe either of you didn't follow me here. It's Elizabeth Berkeley as Domi Malone in Showgirls. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sheer volume. Okay. We've got her at the club with Glenn Plummer. I think she also dances with motorcycles at one point, right? There's definitely a motorcycle number yeah. in Showgirls. That's with the actual on stage show, which you could throw in as well. But at the club with Glenn Plummer, he says, she thinks she can dance. She needs me to teach her how. And then horrifying club dancing. There's the lap dance, which I don't know if you guys have mentioned yet, which is scary. Lap dance is tough. It's violent. I don't think that's real dancing, though. It's violent. That's what it is. It's terrifyingly aggressive. It's not great. And then you throw in the pool sex with the helicopter move. But that's not dancing, man. Come on. I didn't even <laughs> feel comfortable mentioning it. She turned it into a dance. No one should be helicoptering like that. Period. Sex, non-sex. That's not the part of the sex that should be helicoptering. She is dancing almost the entire movie. It's all scary and bad. And you want to talk about confidence. My God, that woman has confidence. Look what she's made it through. Elizabeth Berkeley, without a doubt, hands down. Number one, worst dancer of all time. Wow. Make sure you send us your CT5 list of worst dancers yeah. in Cinephobe history at Talk Hoops, at Darth Amin, at Corn Puzzle, at Levitard Show. Or how about this? Leave them in a review. There you go. Apple Podcasts. Leave your CT Top 5. Or CT Top 5? No, CT it's just CT5. Yeah. CT5, baby. Whatever. It's stupid. Baby. Also, if you have another category. Yeah. Leave categories you'd like us to do. Another thing you'd like us to rank our top fives of. Something you'd like to name the show instead of CT5. No, CT5 <laughs> is a perfect name. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.